This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about comparison. Comparison is a huge issue that I think a lot of people deal with, especially now um, with social media and everybody posts everything online about their life and everything that they do in their jobs. And I think it's really easy for us to compare ourselves to others. And I love the famous quote by Theodore Roosevelt that comparison is the thief of joy. And that is so true. When we compare ourselves to others, we really take out the joy. And so Today, I want to just talk about um, my experience with comparison and then give you some tips for how to stop comparison and then some reflection questions um, for how to reflect on your own comparison and how you could maybe improve that. So I know myself as a classroom teacher, I had a huge issue with comparison because as a new teacher, I love to read lots of education books. I still do. Um, I love learning about new teaching strategies and instructional practices and ways that I could just improve my teaching for my students. The problem with that was I would read a book and think I had to change everything that I was doing in my teaching to match what it said in that book. And one of my favorites was Daily Five. And so I would always try to change everything I did to match that. And then there were a lot of things on Pinterest and on the internet about Daily Five. So I would implement one thing and then I would try something else before I really gave that a chance to work in my classroom. So I was constantly looking at new ways to improve my teaching when maybe it didn't need to improve. I just needed some time to implement things. So I really want to encourage you to think about um, your own comparison and how do you do that? I know that sometimes I would go to professional development and I would learn about a topic and I would want to go back to my classroom and stop everything I was doing and totally change it and do exactly what the presenter said because if the presenter told us that, it must be the right thing to do. And so over the years, what I've learned is just that there is no right one right way to teach. There are so many ways to teach and the joy of teaching really comes in you know, bringing your personality and your style into your teaching. Um, at looking back now, I can reflect on ways that I didn't compare myself as well. Um, I student taught and I had the most amazing cooperating teacher ever. And we 
were in a first grade classroom and she was an amazing singer. And so to get the students to transition in the classroom, she would sing. She would sing to get them to go to the carpet. She would sing to get them to line up um, and they would sing. And so their transition was perfect because they were engaged in the singing and it was quick and it was wonderful. But that just didn't work for me because I don't really like to sing um, in front of other people. And I wasn't comfortable with that. And I wasn't a great singer like she was. And so that just wasn't something that worked for me. Now, if you walked in her classroom and saw that, you would think that is amazing. But I just learned that that's okay. You know, my strategy was different to just give them clear expectations of what I needed them to do. Um, also, my cooperating or not my cooperating teacher, but my colleague, my teacher that I, you know, partnered with and we would plan together in first grade. Again, we were, you know, had the same teaching philosophies. We would plan similar lessons, but we just have very different personalities. She had the most perfect Pinterest looking room. Um, her bulletin boards were always perfect and cute. And she always had the cutest things for her students. And I'm not like that at all. I'm not crafty. I'm not um, good at decorating. That's just not really my thing. And so I would utilize volunteers and people that wanted to help me who liked doing that stuff to do my bulletin boards because that's just something that wasn't a strength. And so after time and learning that, you know, I could joke about it and know that bulletin boards and being creative wasn't a strength of mine. And so it was just kind of a joke. Um, but that was hard for me at first as an elementary teacher, because a lot of elementary teachers are very creative and have a lot of cute things in their classroom, and they make it really engaging for kids. And so for a long time, I worried, like, was I a good enough teacher if I couldn't make things cute enough for my students? Or I don't know, just something that looked as cute as it did on Pinterest. And I just learned over the years that my strength was more in curriculum and instruction, and that's okay. That that served my students well. It still made me a good teacher. It was just different than some of the other teachers. So I just want to remind you that really teaching is unique to you. And when I, as an elementary principal, when I walk in classrooms, I love seeing all the ways that teachers teach. I could walk in Four first grade classrooms are all teaching the same lesson, but they're all doing it in their unique way. And they're all great. You know, there's not one that's not necessarily better. It just matches the personality of the teacher and the strengths of the kids or what the kids need. So um, I think that having those differences now, having a different perspective is so good. And it's so great to see. It makes teaching so much more fun that it's not just the same in every classroom. So today I just want to give you some tips for stopping comparison to others. So tip number one is identify your strengths. So focus on your own strengths as a teacher and celebrate your progress in those areas. So you have your own unique talents and skills that make you a valuable educator. So like I said, I really like curriculum and instruction. And as a teacher, you know, I like to lead my grade level teams and I would help with mapping, curriculum mapping and things like that. And that was a strength of mine where other teachers' strengths were um, just different things. Some had strengths in behaviors and some had strengths in, you know, um, just coming up with fun activities that were engaging for students. So we just all had our different strengths. And I think the key is there is the key there is not to compare yourself to others, 
but to collaborate with others so that you can share your strengths. The other um, tip number two is to stop following social media accounts that fuel comparison. Social media can be a huge source of comparison for teachers and any other aspect of your life, but you can find yourself constantly comparing yourself to other teachers on social media. And I like following people that are really real and can talk about mistakes that they've made or things that they've done that, you know, were wrong and they've reflected on that because when you see that perfect Instagram account or Pinterest account, it's really hard not to compare yourself. But really, we don't know how real that is that we're seeing, you know, is that their actual classroom or what are they doing in that classroom or was that a good day? You know, we all have bad days. So it's hard to know what that actually looks like. But if you have a certain person that maybe you compare yourself to and it's not in a healthy way, it's taking your joy, then I would stop following that social media account. Also have realistic expectations. So avoid setting unrealistic expectations for yourself and your students. Remember every classroom and every student is different and there is not one right way to teach. So even there could be ways that you teach you every year and then for one class that doesn't work. So remember that how you teach is really about your personality, your strengths, and then the personalities and what your kids need as well. So there are so many factors that come into your teaching that you need to have realistic expectations of what you can do in your classroom and then maybe what your expectations are from your district or school. Um, Tip number four is to implement one new thing at a time. So when you see a new teaching strategy or approach that you like, try implementing it in your classroom. That's okay, but don't try to change everything at once. Just focus on one new thing at a time and give your time to yourself time to adjust to that one new thing and then see what results you get from that. Because when you're trying to change everything at once, it's hard to tell what is working and what isn't. So just implement one new thing at a time. Tip number five is to s- seek support and feedback. So you don't want to compare yourself to others, but it is good to get support and feedback from colleagues, mentors, and professional development resources so that you can continue to grow. Because we all do have our own strengths and weaknesses. So you can find those areas and continue to grow and work on it without comparing yourself to others. You know, if you're a new teacher, it's not fair to compare yourself to somebody who's been teaching for 20 years. They have all that experience. So you can't compare yourself to others. Just find the areas that you need to grow, get support, and keep growing in those areas and reflect on that. And then my last tip is to have self-compassion. It's not helpful if you beat yourself up and you feel inadequate all the time. Talk to yourself like you would talk to a colleague. So I'm sure... You would not criticize and critique everything a colleague does. I'm sure you would find more positive than negative. So don't critique and criticize everything that you do. Think about all the positive things you do. Celebrate those little wins that happen throughout the day. And don't focus on all the things you do wrong. Have self-compassion. We're all human. Nobody's perfect. And so we all make mistakes. So have self-compassion for yourself. So the final thing I want to leave you with are some reflection questions, and I'm going to put these in the show notes as well. But these are great questions that you can journal and kind of take some time to reflect on so that you're able to actually make some change if comparison is something that you struggle with. 
So the first question is, in what situations do you feel that you compare yourself to others and why? So is it social media? Is it at grade level meetings? Is it um, when you're just talking to your colleagues that you work with every day? What causes you to feel that comparison? What are your strengths that others may wish that they had? So think about what are things that you do really well. Um, And like I said, there are many strengths that you could have that other people don't. So list out what you do well. What impact does comparison have on you? And does it motivate you to improve or does it make you feel inadequate? So for some people, they see something new on social media and they want to try it and it motivates them to improve. And for other people, it really makes them feel inadequate. So what impact does that have on you? Think about that. And how accurate are your comparisons? Are you comparing yourself to others based on incomplete or inaccurate information? So again, social media is just one snapshot of that person on one day doing one thing. And are you comparing that to yourself who, you know, you know all the information, obviously, about yourself, your background and all that, and you don't know anything about that person on social media. So thinking about, are your comparisons even even accurate? So today I just want you to remember that comparison really is the thief of joy. It will leave you feeling like you can never achieve what may even be an unrealistic expectation. It can lead to burnout. So instead, I want you to focus on your own strengths, reflect on your teaching practices, and work on what you need to work on for you and your students, and do what's best for you. Stop comparing yourself to other people. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you for tuning into the Teacher Burnout Podcast. And Follow me on Instagram at Beating Educator Burnout and please subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.